Welcome to the Avail Podcast, where we dig deep and talk about the art of leadership. My name is Virgil Sierra, and today we're sitting down with Jordan Beal. Jordan is a pastor, musician, author, leader, and he's involved in a multitude of Christian album releases. Today, we'll be discussing his latest book, The Process of a Leader, and his passion for inspiring leaders, especially young leaders, to love Jesus. So, let's get started. And we're back, everybody, for another episode of the Avail Podcast, where we talk about the art of leadership. We dig deeper. I got my music going. We got our guests today going. We have amazing guests, amazing pastors, leaders who come to share their hearts with us today. We are sitting down here with Pastor Jordan Beale, who's going to bring some encouragement from a new book, The Process of a Leader. Pastor Jordan, how does it feel to be here on the Avail Podcast? Feels great. Love it. I'm excited to be here and I uh, tune into this podcast all the time. I love it. And uh, yeah, it's a joy. It's a privilege. (laughs) Well, I'm pumped. When you and I talked in preparation for this, I was excited because I I know the Lord kind of downloaded this message on your heart for leaders, which is what we're all about here at Avail. Uh, And before we get into that, I'd love for you to just share a little bit about yourself so our Avail listeners and viewers can understand a little bit more who is Jordan Beale. Yeah. Um, so my, I'm a dad of five. We're actually just got our foster to adopt uh, adoption day yesterday. So I have four biological girls. We're adopting, uh, Lucas June 21st. So pumped about that and talk about a book about sonship and then getting going through an adoption process. Like I'm a ball of tears pretty much every day. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's, it's a joy. I'm, uh, a songwriter, a musician. I've always um, loved music. So I was a worship pastor and a traveling artist for 14 years and uh, serving under my dad and his ministry at Rock of Grace on Sundays. And um, yeah, 20,000 foot view is seven years in after leading worship and youth pastoring and doing the, the Friday night thing at churches. Um, we uh, started a, a company called Innovate Records because I found, man, I was like writing so many songs. Wow. And just kept noticing like, all right, I'm not releasing this many songs, but I'm writing this many songs. So God had birthed really this idea to help artists. So we did that seven years in and, um, and that's still going to this day. It's beautiful. It's a blast. I actually just met with an artist last night for dinner. It was a blast and, uh, became pastor four years ago at the church where my dad, um, not retired, but became uh, pastor emeritus. So he still helps with funerals and <clears throat> weddings and, Really, we're really close and yeah, man, it's been beautiful. And God put this, this book in my heart here a while back. So that's awesome. I, I will say this. You and I have a lot in common. Pastors, yes. kids, worship yeah. pastors, you know, worship leaders for a long time, had a, you know, yeah. music band, recording artists. We, I, we're, I feel like we are brothers from another mother. <laughs> I know, man. You told me your story and I'm like, we are like the same person, but no hablo espanol, you know, that's all I, 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 I can be like, Come with me to Inglésia. Like that, you know. So. I like it. I like it. Well, you know, one of the things I want to take advantage of, I want to take advantage that I got the author of this book. If you're if you're watching the video, you can see me holding it up. The process of a leader developing the heart of Jesus in your leadership and why it matters most. Yeah. I love this. This this book looks great. And I've already worked a little bit through it. And I'm 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 in. I'm intrigued. I'm in. And I know our leaders are going to be leaning in as well. Let's talk about the book. Why? Yeah. Why did you write this yeah. book, Process of a Leader? Yeah, so um, I 
I kept having these moments, Virgil, on the road. <laughs> I would be leading worship, and I would see this young man or young woman. And I mean, dude, it was every event. I could, I could just spot them, and they had this, you know, like this, this spiritual code on, like they're called to ministry, right? So yeah. I point them out. Hey, you know, you in the fifth row, you know, red shirt. I mean, I, I feel like you are called to ministry, like instant tears, right? So they come up to me afterwards and. And every time they'd be talking with me like, oh my gosh, you're the third person to say this. How did you know? And I'd be saying, well, there's an anointing on your life. There's a call on your life. There's no way around it. And, and then I would sit there, right, in a church foyer and say, can I tell you about Gideon? I'm going to tell you about Gideon. He was down on himself and he thought, hey, I'm broke. I, I don't, our, church, our family's got no money. I'm the, I'm the you know, youngest brother. Mm. Everybody's stealing all of our stuff. We're oppressed. We're, you know. And I wanted to tell them about David. I wanted to tell them I get in and never, you know, you don't have the time, right? It's like mm-hmm. Friday night at 845. People are leaving an event. And I'm like, I, wanted, I want to put these stories and help people, young leaders imagine, you know, these, these guys who have gone before us. And obviously they're pictures of Jesus, but nonetheless, they're real people mm-hmm. who got these promises from the Lord. So this was an idea, bro, that was in me for a while. And I, I had started the book, had maybe 30 or 40 pages to it. And I was actually at an event and I sat down after leading worship and nothing else had happened yet. I mean, I literally just sat down. They were doing some announcements or something about the event. And suddenly I just saw this acronym of process. And I mean, I just grabbed my iPhone and I'm like, I just wrote it out this this acronym of, of promise, reality, obstacles, character test, endurance, success, and sunship. Before I even understood it, I wrote this down. I'm like, what is this, Lord? And I felt like so clearly, he's like, this is the book that I've been trying to birth in your spirit, right? Uh, and two months later, a guy pointed me out in the crowd and prophesied to me, which made me then feel like it wasn't an idea. It was an assignment, right? Now it's like, mm. oh, man, I, like I got to do that. I God wants me to do this. So started working on it and yeah, just really tried to make it accessible and understandable, especially for that 18 year old. Mm. Uh, it's, it's going to help. It's going to help any leader. You could be, you could be 30, 50, 65 and get, a, I think a, a lot out of it. I'm hoping, but my, my goal, man, is like that, that 17 year old mm. who feels called to ministry and doesn't feel adequate, doesn't feel like he could do it because he's comparing himself to too many people, which is one of the things we speak to in the book. And that they just say yes in a faithful, humble obedience, that they just say yes to the Father and let him work out the details and let him be a, a lamp into their feet one day at a time and hopefully avoid the pitfalls that would um, one day, you know, that Satan would try to use to remove them from ministry leadership. Yeah, that's good. I think, I think, I, I love that the church has people and leaders like you. Um, I think we have to have our eyes open to the emerging generation. We have to have a heart, not yes. just for who can, who's ready now and who's been seasoned exactly. now, but who's going to be ready for years because, because I poured into them. So let's talk a little bit about what you just mentioned right now. You mentioned that you want to help pastors and young leaders avoid many of those traps that, that a lot of times we fall into. What are yeah. some of those traps? What are some of those traps that you kind of see, especially young leaders maybe falling into consistently? Bro, this morning I met with the guy for breakfast. I meet mm-hmm. with him, with Ray, 
there's three guys right now that I meet regularly that I see a call to ministry in their life and we're going through this book together. And so we're talking about the fears that we face and what, because mm-hmm. I see the call to ministry on their life. They see it. And now we're <clears> talking about, okay, what's it good. mean? You know, what could this look like five years or four years from now? And what would I have to do to put in place? But before they ever step into ministry school or any sort of, you know, Southeastern or anything, whether it's in person or online, it's like, okay, you first got to face these realities of these fears and these, mm-hmm. these fears of inadequacy or these fears of failure. And um, so some of the traps we speak to, honestly, there's one trap that is throughout the book and it's the trap of insecurity, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. out of insecurity comes what we could say is a symptom is, is comparison. So we're comparing ourselves mm-hmm. to each other um, and sadly, I see this, I've seen it more than I would like to say I've seen it. Yeah. I've had, you know, again, I've met like hundreds of amazing ministry leaders and Christian business owners too, that, um, that, you know, they use their business to build the kingdom and beautiful, amazing people. So I'm not, I'm not saying in a cynical way, Oh, the majority, I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is though, you do sometimes run into people and even let's be honest, our own heart, talk about our own heart where you see these comparison comments made that just always grieves my spirit. And I Mm. feel like the comparison thing, man, Satan wants you to feel like, you know, he'll tell this to every pastor, dude, Uh, you know, Hey, you, you don't have as many people in your church as that guy, right? You know, he, he's succeeding. And, and so suddenly you start believing this crap. One, mm. you don't feel successful. And the idea is not success. God is not going to say, well done, good and successful servant. He's going right. to say, well done, good and faithful, faithful servant. And faithfulness is birthed out of sonship. It's the identity of the idea that I am a child of God and I'm already fully loved. So one of the core concepts that <clears throat> stops that stops the trap of insecurity because insecurity is also, by the way, that leads to sin because it says I deserve more. And at the root of sin is always this thought. I deserve more than the father has given me. Right. You've got Adam and Eve in the garden, got thousands of trees. And what does Satan convince them? God's withholding something good from you. I deserve more. And this is what, this is how you see that the Hillsong documentary come out the other day. I watched this and I'm shaking my head and I'm seeing, you know, dozens, right? Dozens. And you go, how did dozens of sexual abuse reports get buried? Mm -hmm. Okay. How? That means there was a culture, there was a culture slowly built that said, we are over here. We're esteemed. We're higher and we're not approachable. Like you come talk to me about this. We're not going to talk about it. You know, and it's not, it's, it just, it breaks my heart. I don't, I can't take another story of another Ravi Zacharias, another Hillsong. What, how do we avoid that? I think we avoid that by saying, I don't need to be famous. Jesus needs to be famous. Yeah. I don't need to be known because someone else is known. I just need to be faithful and so grateful to the father, you know? 
Yeah, that's good. I think it's so easy. It's so easy to get discouraged, you know, in, in a time like this, in a season like this. I like what you're talking about um, in with those traps, because the truth is there are traps. You know, you talk about insecurity, which totally. leads to comparison and, and and it can lead us to places where, 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 yes. we don't know where our identity is. That's and right. We got to not only pray, we got to help young leaders yep. and pastors get in positions to be to, to really live out their calling. Now, That's right, something, right. something that intrigued me when you were telling me about about this book, the process of a leader, is that it it was kind of like a Holy Spirit moment. Right? It, it was, was. Kind of a Holy Spirit download, totally. yeah. where he puts this idea in your heart, and literally yeah. you get the acronym process. Can you unpack right. kind of unpack the, the yeah. process? So, of process? Right. So when we get the promise from the Lord. Um, that's the, that's the P of, of process. So we get this promise, right? So uh, Joseph is the next story. In fact, the book is, is, includes Daniel and David uh, and Joseph, but the publisher wisely, invite, wisely encouraged me to cut it in half. So the part two <laughs> is just an ebook, and we'll release it later, physical copies. But uh, I, you don't want to give like a 300-page book to an 18-year-old. They're like, wow, thanks. You just stressed me out. You didn't give me a gift, right? So the, we want it to be like, really, you know, I can read this kind of this weekend and next weekend. So it's yeah. promise. God gives you a promise. What do you do with it? Right. So, so Joseph is a dream um, to David, right? He, he has this experience with, he's ignored by Jesse. So talk about a father wound. I mean, he is, his own dad doesn't even want him in the room yet. Mm. The, the prophet anoints him and he goes back out to the field. So he's got a, he's got a promise. He knows there's a picture in his future yeah. of what Father God wants him to be and do. That's a promise. Then we got reality. Reality says, my own dad doesn't want me in the room if you're David. Mm -hmm. If you're Gideon, he's saying, I'm the weakest and I'm the poorest, right? If yep. you're Daniel, you're saying, I'm in Babylon. I'm not even in Jerusalem. And you've and we come up with excuses and, and we'll, we'll call it feedback <laughs> to God. You mm -hmm. know, uh, all the I can'ts. That's facing the reality, putting the mirror up to our heart and letting God deal with those things. Because if you don't deal with them, bro, you're never mm -hmm. going to step out and see become the person God wants you to be, the That's leader right. God wants you to be. The next thing is obstacle. So you finally get the courage. All right, God, I believe you. Well, what, what's, what's going to happen? There's going to be an obstacle. There's going to be something on the outside. So not the inside. There's going to be an obstacle on the outside that you have to overcome. Maybe you have to move. Maybe you have to take, you know, faith, a huge step of faith to take that position or whatever it is. So you overcome this obstacle, right? And then there's character tests. Here comes the character test. Here comes, if you're Joseph, you got, you got this <laughs> crazy girl coming at you saying, you'll sleep with me. Right. Yeah. Uh, you got care. You got character tests and we all, and again, this is recurring. This is cyclical. This is not like you arrive. So I hope nobody, I don't want anybody to infer that from the, from the title of the book. Um, we go through this process. I mean, right now, even God's putting dreams in my heart, promises, if you will, yeah. you know, for my future 10 years from now. So that they're cyclical and then endurance is the E, which means there's times it's going to get hard. There's times when chasing the promise that God put in you, it's, there's days that are long, you know, mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. there's things there you have to endure, uh, being misunderstood. If you want to be a leader in the kingdom, Jesus was misunderstood and you got to be willing to be misunderstood. You got to endure that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then success. Now success sounds like, yay, that's where we all need to get, but be careful because 
it's in that season of success when we're most tempted, right? Elijah yeah. calls down fire, 850 odd, you know, eight, 800 plus prophets of Baal defeated. And what happens? Jezebel comes up, right? I mean, it's right in success, dude, that mm -hmm. we often feel yeah. we deserve more. And I say, I have done this. I have bought that lie. I think if any minute, any leader, if you ask them and if they're honest, they'll tell you when they've made a stupid mistake, usually it's on the heels of a very big win in their life, a success. Mm. Uh, and I, you know, just writing this book, right. I'm watching this documentary last week on, on Hillsong and I'm going, Oh, like I wanted to grab the TV, bro. I wanted to grab the TV. <laughs> Cause it's like, I'm like, it's, it's, it's a storyline that just repeats over and over and over. And what I'm saying is if we could just tell leaders, Hey, there's a process here mm -hmm. and bro, you're at a place like, let's say, let's say you just doubled your church, right? Let's just say someone, Hey, you just went from 500 to a thousand to have a friend that's close enough though, that will sit down with you over a meal and say, Hey, I'm excited for you. I'm ex so excited that we just reached this benchmark. But I saw the way you just talked to that staff member and it was really rude. Mm -hmm. Can we talk about that? Mm. If, if you're not careful, leaders that are listening, they'll insulate themselves. Right. They will suddenly be unapproachable um, because they're the hero of the story now, not Jesus. Mm. And they, we can lose this beautiful thing called sonship, which is, of course, the last S, sonship. It's, I am so grateful the Father has forgiven me and allowed me to be in this thing called ministry, which, to be honest, it's just making more sons and daughters. It's not building my name. It's making more sons and daughters. Yeah. Right now, you, what you were saying, it reminds me a lot of just the importance of accountability uh, which I think yeah, is yeah. is something that we all need, and yes. and it doesn't ha happen by luck or by chance. We have to be intentional in seeking out right. that accountability. I like how you unpacked, you know, process. Uh, I wanna I wanna ask you about, you know, I think I think everybody, I think sometimes we have dreams, sometimes we have ideas. Right. I think what sometimes is tricky, especially for young leaders, is mm -hmm. figuring out or understanding. Okay, is this my idea? Like, like yeah. did I come up with this? Is this, right. is this somebody else's idea? How, how does someone know that yeah. they're hearing from God? In, in other words, when, when maybe a promise come, you know, yeah. that, that promise part of the process, right. how do you know this is, this is from the Lord, not me? Bro, such a great question. I'm still trying to figure that out too. But I, I would say what I'm learning is it's, there's a couple things. One is this undeniable sense that God is doing something. There's a mystery element. Right. Like mm -hmm. there's a there's a how else would you know? Right. Mm -hmm. So I literally I'm, so I'm in a coffee shop right now. And an hour ago, I was meeting with a guy who is called to pastoral ministry. Well, here I'm talking with him and I had prophesied that to him a year ago. And he said he said, the day you talk to me about it, a mentor of mine put his hand on my shoulder and said, you would make a great pastor. OK, is that coincidence <laughs> or right? Or is there a mystery element to this, that the spirit mm. of God, who's the voice of God on the earth is trying to say something. So that's number one. It's like, even if you don't know, it's blurry, it's blurry, mm -hmm. but you know, God's trying to say something. 
I think the second thing is assessing the conflict in your heart because your calling is always related to your conflict. So in other words, Gideon is in the hole in the ground, right? He's mad that his, his family and his neighbors are all getting robbed all the time. I mean, can you imagine that, bro? Like every day mm-hmm. you open your bank app on your phone mm-hmm. and freaking $2,000 is like stolen. Like every day you'd be like, all right, he's getting old. That's yeah. how it felt. And he, he, you know, felt that conflict, I think, not just for himself, but for others. So this morning, guy, the, the guy I was meeting with this morning, Daniel, you know, he's, he's processing this with me. No, no pun intended. He's, he's thinking through this with me. And he says, man, I just don't know if this is supposed to be my calling or not because he loves to teach and he's got this agricultural business. And I just asked him, right, just like a quote in the book, I said, but what's the conflict in your heart? What, is you, what are you saying? What keeps you up at night that says this needs to be fixed? And if that's if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking this question keeps me up at night, this problem needs fixed. What I'm saying is maybe that's God speaking to you. Maybe right. God is saying, God's saying, you're the one to fix it, right? Like that, like the conflict in your heart. I think those are the two ways for me that I assess that God wants me to do something. So it's a promise. It's it's not just it's not just an assignment. It's also a becoming. God wants me to become that person, mm. you know, that's willing to tackle that issue. Whether you're an innovator in ministry, business, or your community, Avail Plus is designed to take you to the next level. What is Avail Plus? It's an exclusive leadership resource that offers access to brand new premium resources like books, study guides, and masterclasses. It's a chance to connect with other leaders on live calls and classes. It's early access to materials no one else has held in their hands. It's the catalyst to your next season of growth as a leader. To find out more about how you can become a member of Avail Plus, head over to theartofleadership.com forward slash avail dash plus. Yeah. And I think it's good. It's another reason why it's important to have the right people in our lives, whether they're, whether they're mentors, kind of like spiritual fathers or, you know, people ahead of us, spiritual brothers, because sometimes talking it through helps, you know, Oh, it's it's priceless. It's part of the process. <laughs> it's priceless. Yeah, yep. yeah. Now, wh- one like of the things, one of the things I remember you sharing to me about, kind of an illustration uh, of sonship, calling, and then mm-hmm. assignments. Can you talk yeah. a little bit about that? I think that I think that's something helpful for leaders. Yeah. In fact, I I'm going <laughs> to um, well, I won't hold it up because for those that are on audio, just listening, I, I want you to just if you're listening, picture three concentric circles, and because I'm writing this book and I'm like, I want to help illustrate it. I'm all big on, I love illustrations. When I preach like, like Jesus standing next to a field, he'd be like, all right, a man had a field and there was a treasure, <laughs> right? So I love, I love a picture. Um, if you were to picture three concentric circles and on the outside of that, you have seasons and assignments, those change. The next circle on the inside of that is calling. Right. So we all have a calling to make disciples, to 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 lead people to Jesus. But at the center of that is the thing that we all should come to in our identity. And that's sonship. Mm. And here's what I mean by that. 
Jesus is about to go into ministry and think about this. He has not done any miracle. He's not, mm-hmm. perform- at least that we know of. The Bible is indicating, you know, he's not performed a miracle. He's not preached a sermon. He comes out of the wilderness testing. And this jumped off the page to me. And I've already, I've read it. I've preached it. And I never saw this before until a few months back when I was writing this book. He comes to John the Baptist to get baptized, right? Mm-hmm. And what happens? The father speaks from heaven and says, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Sonship, identity, and you already bring me pleasure and you've not done anything for me yet. Think about that. Mm. He hasn't performed a miracle. He hasn't preached a sermon, but Mm -hmm. the father already has joy in him. We're, We're about to adopt this little boy named Lucas, right? He hasn't performed some measure of success mm-hmm. for me he's two he's eating his burgers okay like it, <laughs> you know you know what i mean like he, every i just love him yeah i just love i just love him because i get to be his dad yeah and i i want us as leaders to come back to the joy of that identity if you look at those three concentric circles I'm not identified because I have this church that has this impact. I'm not, it's not my identity either that I'm in that middle, you know, that I'm in ministry or I get, you know, my identity is I'm a child of God. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's, if that's gotta be first, because God can take, God can take all that other stuff away. Mm -hmm. He can take your position away. And the question is, right. If you're, if your job, and for those of those of you that are listening that are a CEO or a COO of a company or a nonprofit, if that goes away, are you okay? Yeah. Are you okay? Because you should be okay. You should be all you should be, I'm okay. I'm the father's child. And he may want me to pack up and move to Asia next month. Maybe that's why this job is no longer for me. Whatever it is, it's gotta be like this joy of sonship that far outweighs the demands or the accolades of a season or a title. Yeah. I think what hits home about what you're sharing is the fact that so many times in life, we don't know, but seasons change, right? Yes. Um, And, and, and sometimes the calling, the assignment, you know, the assignments, the, the precise position changes sometimes, you know, and sometimes it's, it's unexpected. Sometimes it's, you know, maybe it's something that we did that caused it, or maybe it's not. But does that change who I am? Like who? Yeah. I, the my, and the, our joy level, <laughs> our identity. You know, but yeah. it's, it's also like our joy level, right? Like, yeah. um, do I have to have that that title or that reach that goal even to be happy? Because mm-hmm. if I do, then I'm missing something Jesus carried which is yep. the joy of sonship. And, and that's the heart. Yeah. Yeah. That that's, that's so important. And I pray, I pray for young leaders. I prefer all leaders, but to yeah. not, to, to never lose that aspect of relationship with our, with our heavenly father. Yes. Where, where, where a position or a role or a title is yeah. significantly more important to us than the fact yeah. that we are his, his sons, his daughters, right? It's yeah. huge. Can I speak to one more thing about the yeah. sonship thing? And I know I, I, I'm so passionate about it. I could ramble, so you'll have to cut me off, I'm sure. But um, 
it, it this this thing of sonship it solves two very big problems so the first one we already talked about like identity identity yeah mm-hmm. uh, joy i don't have to have my joy from either the accolades or from hey i, I don't i don't even need something i had the father hasn't given me right so sin mm-hmm. it solves that but you know what else it does bro it empowers me think about this to take bigger risks okay so to actually do the promise think about it that's why i told somebody when somebody asked me in my church last um year and a half ago i had shared this 10 cities vision that god had given us this this vision to plant 10 churches in 10 cities in 10 years and i shared very very humbly that it scares me too but god gave us this assignment through two different people two different days that don't know each other that lives hours and hours away from each other and i know this is what god wants us to do blah 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 this guy comes up to me in the foyer and well-meaning right well-meaning but he says jordan what if what if it doesn't work what if one of the churches fail and i said well here's the thing i already know how deeply i'm loved by the father so if one of them doesn't go really well and doesn't go according to plan it's okay We'll learn in the process. We'll learn and we'll adapt and we'll change. But if one doesn't succeed the way we intended to succeed, I think God is just so pleased with our obedience to just say, okay, yes, Lord, uh, here we go. I'm trusting you. I don't have all the plans. I've got some plans I'm working on in prayer with you. But even though I don't know the next hundred steps, I just know the next three steps. So here we go. That concept of of sonship, gives me the courage to take a big risk with the Lord. I'm already loved. Yep. You know, even in that scenario, let's say one doesn't turn out how it was hoped or maybe even two. And, you know, it's hard because we want it, but, but there's right. eight, but there's eight more life giving yeah. churches that yeah. wouldn't have been there if we yes. didn't take the risk and just stayed in our comfort zone when God is calling us to do more. That's huge. Right. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I want to, I want to kind of head to the final stretch, Jordan. And I, okay. and, and, but I want to kind of get a little more personal. You and I talked about how important it is sure. to get personal. I imagine along your journey, much of what you've written about, you know, hits yeah. home first with you. Can you absolutely. tell me a little bit about a time when the process was personal for you specifically? For sure. Yeah, I can think of a few moments. I share a little bit of them in in the book. Uh, Actually, part two of the book, I get very vulnerable in one moment, Um, but um, and a character test moment. I'll share. I'll share one that was kind of a recurring, if that's okay. It's kind of like a thing that would come back to me often. So, in those fourteen years when I was serving under my dad, I would go to churches to to lead worship and share my music, right, and a reoccurring thing that was in my heart that the Lord kept dealing with was I'd show up and I, I made a habit not to go, you know, not to go on the website and see what the church is like or whatever. I just, whatever, wherever you're sending me, Lord, I'm going, right. I want you to be faithful. So there was times, bro, I'd show up and you know, you could tell I pull in the parking lot, right. There's going to be 50 people here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, can I just be real with you? Right. Like yeah, yeah. 50 people, if I'm lucky, they all come hopefully there's and, a microphone hopefully yeah. there's a, 
<laughs> and Lord knows they didn't read the writer. Like, so thank God I've got a sound system in the trailer behind me. Like, cause I learned that early on, like half uh-huh. the people sign the writer, they don't read it, you know? So there's pianos and pulpits and flowers all over the stage. And now me and the band got to spend an hour on that. Anyway, um, <laughs> bro, there was multiple times, you know, where I'm setting up and I'm like, Lord, is it worth it? We just drove two and a half hours and loaded up the trailer and there's going to be 40 people here tonight, right? Like 50 if we're lucky. And, uh, and in that moment, and again, over and over, the Lord would test my heart mm. and he would say, so how about you love those 40 people the way I love them? Wow. And you give it your all and I'll work through you tonight. And you don't care about the crowd, whether it's a crowd or not. Wow. And, and I'm just being real with you. Like I could cry thinking about it. Cause it, 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 it's not once that that happened. Sure. I would love, I would love to tell you that I am so mature <laughs> that that was one time. No, bro. That was t- 10, 20, 30 times that yeah. I'm setting up and I'm kind of complaining to the Lord in my mind a little bit. Again, not out, not out loud. I'm not weird, but just in my head, in my, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still positive with the band and, you know, but in my mind, I'm going, Lord, I don't know about this. I'd rather be at that church we were at last weekend. There was 500 people there, you know, and every, every time, dude, I would have that thought, Holy Spirit would say, Hey, uh, I have these children here tonight. These are my children Mm. and I want to bless them. And, and, and just in a moment, right. Holy Spirit straightened me out and, uh, and remind me what it's about. It's about his children and being faithful in the moment with those people, whether there's a crowd or not, you know, whether, whether there's as big of a impact as, cause we, we all want to be wise with their time. So I know there's mm-hmm. that thing too, but what I'm talking about is that thing. None of us want to say, which mm. is, do I feel better about myself? Yeah. There's a lot of people there that I'm leading or that they're hearing me right let's yeah. just be call call the elephant in the room what it is hmm. if we could just be faithful and be ecstatic about loving those people that are in front of us in that moment i think god would be so pleased with that and god did a lot in my heart in those moments to test to just say hey and and, and right away right oh sorry holy spirit i'm here for you and i'm here for to give you glory you know and to uh, minister to whoever shows up and we're gonna have a great time that's good. You know, I think I, I love it. I love it. The process of a leader. That's the book. Why are you so passionate about this? As we wrap things up, why are you so passionate yeah. about the message in this book? I want to see more leaders say yes to the call of God. Come on. The eight, the 18 year old that's buying into the American dream and his dad's telling him, look, mm-hmm. ministry is not going to make you any money. You need to go get a degree. Well, if they, if you happen to hear this and that's you listen, listen to father God. If you've had a promise, you've had an encounter some guy prophesied to you, some lady prophesied to you. And next thing you know, you know, you know, it's in you. If you go into ministry, go into ministry. Second reason I'm excited about it is I want to put up the guardrails. I want to say, those are landmines. Avoid that landmine. That landmine over there that says, compare yourself to other leaders. Mm-hmm. That landmine that says you deserve more than the father gave you. Right. That's the prodigal son story. Mm-hmm. I, it, it should be called the older brother story. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like th- those are landmines. So I want to give I want to give leaders. Um, and, and really that that's the, the second thing there 
is more for the leaders that are, um, you know, they, they're already been doing this 20 years. Uh, but just now, maybe they're starting to become a little insulated and, and uh, stepping in some landmines. I, I just want to see the Holy Spirit open their heart and say, wait a minute, return me, return me, Lord, to the joy of sonship. Amen. By faith, we believe that's going to happen. The book is the process Amen. of a leader. Jordan, how can, how can people get this book? What's the best way of people getting it? Super easy to remember. The process of a leader.com. Uh, we made a very simple URL. So right there, they can see the Amazon link, the Kindle, you know, the ebook versions. Um, they can even order a box, Virgil, um, to make it super cheap. So um, giving away for the cost of the book. So it makes it $6 a book. If they, and the reason is my goal is not to make money, it's to see more leaders mm. uh, get the joy of sonship. So if they want to order a box of five or 10, they can do that. And they can do that at cost at the process of a leader.com or my website, jordanbeal.com, either one. Cool. The process of a leader.com or jordanbeal.com. That's B I E L. Is are there any accompanying or, or resources that complement the book? Yes. I'm so glad you said that. So um, I'm in the process of making videos that correspond to each chapter. So cool. the first three videos are done for those chapters. And then the other four videos that go with the process of leader part two. So Daniel's story, the whole second half, those will be done within the month. But yeah, the process of leader.com, when they scroll, it's right there. It says, you know, free video curriculum and a PDF gets downloaded right there for the pastor to walk through or the executive. I did make it in a sense that the questions for the small group, it works for a business too. So it's not, it's not lingo that's only used in church world. Very cool. All right, everybody, the process of a leader.com, jordanbeal.com. You can access this book, The Process of a Leader. Uh, dig deep, man. Dig deep in this. I think the Lord yeah. has a lot to speak to us. If people want to connect with you on social media, is that something you do, Jordan? Yes, absolutely. They can find me on Instagram <clears throat> or Facebook. Uh, they can just search Jordan Beal um, on Instagram. It's Jordan Mark Beal. Uh, but yeah, just searching, searching my name there. And it is B-I-E-L. A lot of people accidentally throw in the, the H or random <laughs> letters, but no, just kidding. B-I-E-L and it'll come right up. Awesome. Well, here at Avail, we believe in putting uh, resources in leaders' hands. Let me just mention as well the Avail Journal. This is in my opinion, the best Christian leadership magazine of the moment. There's a, so many good resources, so much good content. I think it's important, right, as pastors and leaders to to find resources yeah. that actually help us. The have you ever have you ever had a, an avail journal in your hand at all, Jordan? It's very good. It's very good. Uh, I was reading an article two weeks ago that I was like, <clears> dude, I can't remember the lady's name, but it was the first article. She was on the cut. I also read yeah. like, whoa, this is deep. It was good. Yeah, good stuff. If you're watching or listening right now, you can claim your free annual subscription of the Avail Journal by going to availjournal.com, availjournal.com. Uh, Jordan, this has been awesome. Um, Thanks, brother. Um, I, I'm curious. I, actually, hold on. You know what You know what I'm going to do? I want to ask you some off-the-cuff questions, 10-second or, or quicker answer. Number one, yeah. what do you do for fun? Play music or ride bikes with the kids, anything with the kids. All right. What makes you laugh? Uh, my friend, Will Collins. He has a ton of stupid jokes. <laughs> Favorite food? Oh, bro. Bloody steak, salt and pepper, and mashed potatoes. <laughs> All right. Rare. Cool. I like, like mooing. <laughs> Very good. What, what excites you about young leaders? 
Uh, just seeing what God's about to do in their life, the adventures that they'll go on. It's the best to see the, you know, the spark in their eye. Like, I think God wants to do something in my life. And then seeing them actually chase it. Young guy named Isaac called the ministry in our, in our church when he was 14. Dude, I went up. I literally put my coat on him in the service. Like, <clears throat> there wasn't a dry eye. He's graduating um, Southeastern uh, wow. next semester. Special. That, that excites me like nothing else. Special. What, what do you want to leave? One last kind of closing advice, yeah. final thought on people's hearts. Yeah, I would just say leaders that are out there, um, don't step into that trap of, of comparison. If you mm -hmm. stepped into that, let the Holy Spirit pull your foot out of that trap and say, wait a minute, what is the Father already given me? And let that put a giant smile on your face because he has given you grace. He's given you heaven and the identity of his son, Jesus. That alone mm. should make us ecstatic. Love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, Pastor Jordan, this has been an awesome time here on the Avail podcast. Uh, on behalf of Dr. It. Sam Chand, on behalf of Martine Van Tilborg, on behalf of our whole Avail team, we just want to say we're proud of you. We're thankful for your voice to this generation and the younger generation of leaders and pastors. We honor you in, in what you're doing, and we're excited to see what the Lord's going to do with your book. Amen. Thank you. It's been a joy. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thanks for connecting here on the Avail podcast. As always, we're going to bring you every week a new podcast with another leader, another pastor, somebody who's going to deposit some leadership insight and wisdom in your heart. So thanks for connecting with us. We'll see you next time right here on the Avail podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Avail podcast with our guest, Jordan Beal. You can connect with Jordan by going to jordanbeal.com. And for his new book, go to theprocessofaleader.com. For more leadership resources, check us out at Avail at theartofleadership.com. And make sure to claim your free annual subscription of the Avail Journal at availjournal.com. And if you'd like to connect to our growing leadership community on Facebook, visit availleadershipconnect.com. As always, I'm your Avail Media host, Virgil Sierra. Muchas gracias. Thank you for connecting with us to learn the art of leadership here at the Avail Podcast.